Brace yourself for a beautiful smile. Grove Dental can help you achieve a beautiful, straighter smile for any occasion. At Grove Dental, we offer compassionate and comprehensive dental care in a state-of-the-art environment that tailors to your specific dental needs. With 30 dentists and specialists in four convenient offices in Bolingbrook, Downers Grove, Lombard, and Wheaton, we are Chicagoland's one-stop family dental office. Take advantage of our new patient special and examine cleaning for adults and kids just $49. Now that's something to smile about. Visit grovedental.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Climbing the Ivy on the Fan Side of Network. This is your host, Alex Pat, alongside Adam McGinnis, as usual. Today, we are giving out our final letter grades. What does that mean? Well, pretty simple. We're going to be going player by player and kind of giving them what we think is a deserving letter grade. Obviously, this is up for debate, and that's kind of what we want to do here is get some conversations going. That's always fun because baseball talk is fun and baseball debates are fun because uh, we need some fun right now. Um, it's not very fun for Cubs fans, obviously. Uh, we're moving on to the championship series, Brewers-Dodgers for the National League and Red Sox-Astros for the American League. So it'll be good playoffs, no doubt. But uh, yeah, as a Cubs fan, it's kind of a downtime. But Adam, want to welcome you in. Yeah, thanks. Anytime, anytime. So... Let's just get right into it. Adam, I'm going to put some pressure on you, and I want you to decide which uh, string of players we'll start with first. Do we want to do position players, starting pitchers, or bullpen pitchers? Um, let's, uh, let's kind of work our way up to the, the more interesting one. So I, I'd say let's start with uh, the bullpen. Start with the bullpen. Okay. So for this, we're not going to do like every single person who ever pitched out of the bullpen because there are guys with very little work, but we're going to do pretty much the main guys. And you probably figure what that entails. Morrow, Cisek, Strope, Wilson, Edwards, Montgomery, Rosario, Jesse Chavez, those kind of guys. So let's start with the closer, Brandon Morrow. Personally, even due to his injury, I still kind of got to give him an A because he pitched great when he was healthy. It, the injury just was a freak accident. So I'm going to give him an A. I, uh, I mean, I guess we didn't really go over the, the ground rules of it. Is this coming just or the whole Cubs had much of a postseason? It was one game, but I, uh, as much as I'd like to give him an A, I, I don't know. I just I think it it probably made a, a bit of a difference at the end uh, not having him. I mean I'm not I'm not trying to count that against him. I know it's not his fault that he got hurt, but uh, I, I'll go with a B plus for Morrow. A solid A if he hadn't gotten hurt. Okay, that's fair. And yeah, just to kind of clarify the rules, we're really just kind of looking at individual performance here, and kind of an impact that they made. But yeah, I mean, individual performance is the main kind of thing here. So that's what we're kind of going off of. So you give him a B plus. 
I give him an B+. A. Let's move on to uh, Steve Ciszek. And I'm going to give him an A-. minus. He was nails through most of the season. And there was a little bit of a hiccup towards the end. But I kind of blame that on being used a lot. He pitched in 70.1 innings. So A- minus for me. Yeah, I'm just going to give him a, an A. Just a straight A. Uh, yeah, 2.18 ERA, uh, pitched a lot of innings, was fantastic pretty much all year long. Uh, maybe their best addition to the bullpen. And yeah, he was just dynamite for the Cubs all season, exactly what they needed. So A for Steve Ciszek. He put out a lot of fires, I'll tell you that. Yeah. All right, Andy's Pedro Strope. It's just, it's just awesome to have a, a sidearm guy in your bullpen. It is. They're just fun to watch. It's cool to look at. And there's something about the way a player swings and misses after a sidearm pitch. It just looks like they were completely fooled and had no chance. Yeah, because, I mean, Steve Ciszek doesn't throw that hard, but when it's rising like that, it really, it just can throw you off in a way that you just don't see from guys with a a traditional windup. No, I agree. So Pedro Strope, I got to give him an A. I mean, he's been arguably the best reliever in Cubs history in terms of just year after year, putting up consistently good numbers, 226 ERA, 345 FIP, a sub one whip. It's a one if you round it up, but if you don't round it up, it's 0.989. Uh, really good stuff from him. And he, and he stepped up big when he had to be a closer. Yeah, he did. He, he pitched through an injury. Uh, it sounded like he was in some pain when he when he had to pitch uh, against the Rockies, but he he did it. Or did, was it against the Rockies or was it the Brewers? I think it was the Rockies, wasn't it? It was the Rockies, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, overall a, another really great season from Pedro Strope. Uh, for some reason, he rubs people the wrong way when he's not pitching well, but he never he picks himself up really quickly. I mean, he'll have. Yeah. For every for every bad outing he has, he has ten really really good ones. So it's hard to absolutely. I don't, maybe it's the hat. I, I I can see how the hat rubs people the wrong way sometimes. But like you said, he's one of the best relievers in Cubs history. He's got a sub three ERA in six years with Chicago. So I don't know how you can complain too much about him. Nah, and you know what? The hat makes him unique. I love tweeting hats to the left. But that's just me. Yeah, I don't know if I gave my grade yet or not for Strope, but uh, an, an, a, an A for Strope. So. Much deserved. Yeah. All right, here's an interesting one. Justin Wilson. There's been a lot of ugly moments, but there have been moments where he has just been dynamite. I mean, his strikeouts per nine are 11.4. I'm going to give him a B. A uh, 3.46 ERA. The WHIP is really high at 1.4. Obviously, he had the walks early on, but I thought second half he did a really good job locking things down. Yeah, he did. He was he was much improved in the second half. But if we're looking at the whole body of work, then I'm going to have to give him a, a B minus, just because of the WHIP. The walks were were still really high, uh, which is you know we that's something we were hoping to to see major improvement on this right. year. And and we did. We did see some improvement, but but a 1-4 whip is still way too high uh for a, a a reliever like him, especially with what he's done in the past, the potential he's got. But overall, it was he he finished the season strong. 
finished with a, a solid ERA. So a, a good season, not an excellent season, but a good season B minus for Justin Wilson. All right. Here's another tricky one. Carl Edwards Jr. This guy was as lights out as it gets in the first half. And boy, the second half things went down. But the overall number is 260 ERA, a sub three FIP, but the whip is at 1.3. So you couldn't trust him at all the final two months of the season. But through a majority of the season, he came in and dominated. So I want to teeter around B, B minus. I mean, it's just, it stinks because he was so unbelievably good to start. But when you can't be trusted in the home stretch of the season where it matters most, that's going to knock your grade down a little bit. Yeah, I'm kind of in agreement with you that this is a a pretty tricky one. Because if you go to baseball reference and just look at his numbers, look at the stats, you know, the stats would tell you uh, that Carl Edwards probably had like a B plus or maybe even A minus kind of season, two six ERA, two ninety three oh, sure. FIP. But there was there were so many points throughout the season. I guess not not so much in the first half, but it you like you said in the second half when it really mattered, they couldn't even use him. They wouldn't even try using him because they didn't trust him at all. And so right. that's gonna that knocks him down a couple letter grades for me because when they needed him most, they they couldn't count on him. And so I'm giving him a C. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair. I, I can't really you, argue if, that. If you, if you have a, a long enough stretch in the season where you've been so bad, the manager just doesn't even try using you in games that mattered, then that's, yeah, that's a pretty big knock. Yeah. No, I, I can't, uh, I can't argue with that one there. It's just too bad that he couldn't have that mojo going out through whole, the whole season, because if he did, he would have been one of the best relievers out there. Yeah. No, and maybe this will, uh, Maybe that'll change the way Joe uses uh, Carl in the first half for next season. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It'll be interesting to see. All right, next. This guy gets an A-plus for me, and that's Jesse Chavez. He wasn't around for long, 39 innings, but A-plus. I don't think I really need to explain the 115 ERA, the 2.39 FIP, uh, the strikeouts at 9.7 per nine, the walks at less than two, just straight fire A+. plus. Yeah, it, it was a really small sample size. I mean, I guess 39 innings, is for, that's a lot for They used him a lot. They really used Jesse yeah, Chavez a lot. Yeah, one less inning than you, Darvish. Yeah, we, we saw a, a lot of multiple inning outings from Chavez once they acquired him, and he he was a lot better for the Cubs than I thought he was going to be. Like a lot better. Sure. I think I think everybody would say the exact same thing because I expected Chavez to be like a a three six to three eight ERA kind of guy with the Cubs, which was fine. They really just needed somebody who could come in and be consistent and eat up some innings. And he was he ended up being much much better than that. He was actually maybe their best guy. Uh, for that last stretch. So, yeah, A-plus for Jesse Chavez. All right, cool. Here's one that's one to think about a little bit. Uh, Randy Rosario. He ended the season with a 3.66 ERA, a whip uh, of 4.5 if you round it up, 4.1.479 if you don't round it up, a FIP of 4.68, 
those numbers don't look all that spectacular, but this was a no-name guy that came up and did some pretty good things in big moments. So I think if you combine the actual numbers and what he did and considering who he was, I'll give him a B. I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I I'll go B minus. Good year for Randy Rosario. I better than I think a lot of people probably expected. Uh, whip is uh, rather high because he gave up a lot of hits, but uh, but overall he got through innings most of the time and he he was effective. So that, and he's really young too. This I think this was a really good step in the right direction for Randy Rosario. I think he could be. Absolutely. A, a big weapon for the Cubs next year. So B minus and looking for an A minus year in 2019. All right. I like it. So this one kind of hurts me to say, um, because I really like him as a guy. He seems like a great guy, but um, Brian Dunsing, that's my first staff. Numbers are pretty ugly. Yeah, and you know what? It hurts me even more. I'm sure you know why, uh, because Brian Dunsing was a, a Nebraska Cornhusker, which is that's my school too. So when he was successful with the Cubs, that was really cool for me to see a Husker um, pitching lights out out of the bullpen for the Cubs, and and he was pretty good uh, for the start of this season if, yeah, if i'm was. remembering this right yeah it, it was looking like that was a good a good deal for the cubs because i think he turned down a, a better offer from some other teams to come back to be with chicago and, and i really man, love those, that too yeah i did too but boy those other teams that offered him more money have got to be thinking Phew, we dodged a bullet there because yeah he he was just completely unusable the one 1.8 whip is just you can't you can't even mess around with that. It was just a, a garbage year for Brian Dunsing. It pains me to say that. I hope, I really hope that uh, that he gets things figured out because I'd like to see him still pitching in the majors. But and unfortunately, too. I have to give him an F. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he could bounce back. So, yeah, hopefully better for him. Um, he didn't pitch much. But just because he was involved in a trade, uh, Brandon Kinsler, that's another F I got to give. That just did yeah. not work out. No, it really didn't. Uh, I was I was on board with it. At first. I, I didn't think it was, you know, a game changer for the Cubs or anything like that, you know. I But I, I did think, okay, this is a guy who could at least come in and eat up some innings for you. And yeah, like you said, it was just a total disaster. It didn't work out at all. Seven ERA in 18 innings pitched. That's. I, I was thinking about giving him a, a D minus, but I I really don't know what the difference is between that and an F. So I'm just gonna give him an F. Yeah, you know, I mean, he was doing good with Washington, and then and sometimes you come to a new environment, you do better. Sometimes you do worse. That's yeah. Can't really yeah, answer why. It's just how it is. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty because I still think that at the time that was a, a decent move to make, trading for him. It just oh, I didn't work it. out for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it just doesn't work out. All right, so this is going to be our phase into the starting rotation, and obviously who to do that than no other Mike Montgomery. 
This is another kind of tricky one. I'm honestly going to give him a C plus. That may seem, I mean, all things considering 399 ERA, 3.94 FIP. I think that's pretty C plus numbers right there. He had some great starts. He had some ugly starts and he had some starts where the numbers looked better than how we actually pitched. So I don't want to discredit him for any of the good he did, but it just, it wasn't always there. Yeah. I don't, this is a really tough one because he had a, he had a stretch when he was starting regularly where he was like the best starter in the Cubs rotation there for, for like six or seven games or something. He was just really good. But the second half of the season was pretty rough. He just, I mean, he still had some good outings here and there, but overall he had no consistency whatsoever. I mean, and there were days where he just couldn't hit his spots at all. And, you know, I, I'm thankful that he was able to step in and help out the rotation, but, uh, you know, like we like we found out at the beginning of the season, that's where he wanted to be this whole time is in the rotation. And I'd say overall, it, he didn't uh, he didn't pass the test of proving that he belongs there full time. Uh, so I I'll give him a C. Yeah, to me, he's still kind of a spot starter, not yeah. an everyday starter. But if you know the Cubs do who what, who we're going to talk about next, if they bring him back then there's probably not going to be much room for him. And by the way, I'm referencing Cole Hamels, who gets an A++ from me. Okay. um, I'm going to give him an A- because his last string of starts were not particularly good. Uh, But those first ones were just dynamite. And he was exactly what the Cubs needed. He gave them a huge boost. So a, a, a solid A minus for Cole Hamels. And I hope they do find a way to bring him back next year. I don't know if it'll be on the, the $20 million option, but one way or another, I would like to see him in a Cubs uniform again next year. Oh, me too. Um, one of the reasons I give him an extra plus is, boy, in that wild card game, he came and balled out. He kept that game alive. So I got to give in a situation that he's never really pitched in before. I got to give him a lot of credit for that. That's That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That was a completely unfamiliar situation for him and he handled it exceedingly well. So yeah, it was Cole Hamels was a huge boost for the Cubs that there's no doubt about it. That was a, that was a move that I really rolled my eyes at when they made it. I thought it was stupid and, and they had talked about it even before they made the move and, and back then I said, this is stupid. This makes no sense. This is a guy on the wrong end of 35, not having a good year. Don't even, I wouldn't give away a, a, a dirty rag for Cole Hamels, but it ended up being, I guess, a genius move. I don't know if it just worked out that way or if they saw something in him, but either way, it doesn't matter. It, it, it worked out well. And it made you look like a bigger plebe than normal. So I loved the move. That's another yeah. plus for me. Must be a day that ends in Y. <laughs> Touche. All right. So now we're going to get to the most difficult. One of the two. Actually, no. This is definitely the most difficult one to grade. You probably know who I'm thinking of. It's you, Darvish. Here's the thing. Not, yeah, not, not really difficult for me to grade. I mean, it's 
It, it's not really a knock against, but it's a pretty key because it, this was like this was the piece that they added for this year, the key piece that they added, and it was a total disaster. And again, not saying that's his fault. You you get people get hurt. There, you can't really do anything about that. But just as far as how it worked out, it was that was a failure this year. So it's it's an F for me. Right, and I get that. I just you know it's. I wish I could have seen him at least pitch half a season to kind of judge because he started off rough performance-wise, but before he got hurt, he put together some pretty nice outings. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in all hindsight, it was an F. If I actually had to grade him, I guess I'm just I'm going to go with a D. I, it, just because I think – when you're hurt for as long as you are, it's really hard for me to be harsh, but you also got to consider the fact that it did not work out the way we wanted. So that's my input. Okay. Yeah. I see for me, it's hard because even when he did pitch, it was still about a five ERA. So it, you know, all things considered, it's hard for me to see you Darvish's Cubs debut as anything but a complete failure. And you know what? That's that's warranted. I mean, in the end, it, it kind of was. But, you know, I'm just going to wipe the slate clean with him and ready for him to come back fully healthy next year. But, you know, that, yeah. that's a fair way to look at it. Okay, so next, here's probably the most difficult one from a performance standpoint. That's Jose Quintana. Jose Quintana had so many good outings but sprinkled in with inconsistency and some really bad ones. Yeah. I think if you consider who we gave up for him, consider what he was for so many years, but also remembering all the good that he did do, I want to say he's between C plus B minus. Yeah. I'm kind of with you. This is sort of a, this is kind of similar to the Carl Edwards thing. It, only it's it's the opposite stat wise. Whereas Carl Edwards had stats that would tell you he had a great season. I think Jose Quintana has stats that are maybe just slightly misleading. Oh, I agree. Because he wasn't he wasn't a four ERA pitcher all year long. It was it was no. really good starts or really bad starts. You know what I mean? It was. But there was a lot was, more good than bad. Yeah, it there was there was really good starts, and then there there were just a bunch of absolute clunkers, which gives you kind of a mixed bag of just an average looking year. So right. I I'm I'm thinking I'm going to go with a C plus because I was really hoping that Jose Quintana would show a little more consistency in his first full season as a cub. I I really yeah. was hoping to see a little bit more from him and at times we did see uh, a vintage Q but uh, there there was just too much too much bad starts in there too many of those for me to give him some a grade as high as a b so at c plus for q yeah i'm right there with you here's an easy one john lester gets a nice a from me um yeah i i think i'll go with a b plus he he had a he had a pretty rough stretch in there but uh I I don't know. I that that kind of pains me actually to not give him an A because I would like to. Well, you know, there were times when he looked rough. Yes, he had that bad midseason and yes, there were times when the peripherals didn't look very good, 
when, you know, he was getting some hard contact for outs. I think the reason I give him an A is even when he didn't have his best stuff down the stretch, he was able to battle and make it work. He made things that didn't look great work. And he did that consistently. And he did that in big games. And I think that that warrants an A. So, yeah, I, I think there, there's, there's a lot of truth to that. I think that, uh, I think that age probably plays into, into this for a lot of people. If, if everyone were to grade him, I think they would, you know, factor in the, that he's, if I forget about the fact that he was 34 years old this year, if I just look at his stats across the board, 332 ERA, 439 FIP, 1-3 WHIP, I see a B-plus season is what I see. That's that's probably an A for a guy who's in his mid-30s, but just looking looking at the body of work and nothing else, I see a B-plus. That's completely fair, and I think that's a very rational way of thinking. And then lastly for the pitchers is Kyle Hendricks. The guy who looked like himself the second half, he looked like himself so much that the overall numbers look really dang good. 344 ERA in 199 innings pitched, a FIP of 3.78, a whip of 1.15 if you round up. Um, mm-hmm. Really struggled in the first half, really got it together, put together some big games. I'm going to give him a B plus. The only reason I'm not giving him an A is that he really struggled to start the season really, like really badly. So that's yeah. the only thing that's keeping him from an A, but very good B plus. I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you on this one. I, I'm going to give him a B just because it took him too long to get things figured out. I and mean, once he did, he was classic Kyle Hendricks. Uh, but yeah, it, it just took him too long to get to that point. So good overall season, giving him a B. All right, it'll be, cool. it'll be an easy A next year if he can just start like that. Oh, of if course. It just doesn't take him so long to get it, get things under control. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so we're going to move into position players, and boy, t- time is going by so fast. So we'll go through Snapping. some of the bench guys really? fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll go through the bench guys pretty quickly. Um, and again, we're not going to include every single one, but uh, we'll start with Daniel Murphy. Um, I think I'm going to give him a C plus because he started off really well. And then he just tanked, just tanked. And the, the defense was awful. So C plus for me. Yeah, man. It's I, I've cheated off of you a lot today, but I, I seriously, I think I would have still given him uh, the C plus. Cause like you said, started off really hot for a little while there. He was about the only guy in the lineup who was hitting worth a darn. Uh, but then, like you said, he was pretty much worthless there for a little while, too. So you got to dock him pretty heavily for that. Really, he didn't walk very much at all. Nope. Uh, he either had he was either getting a hit or he was he was out. And uh, and then defensively, too, he's, he's nothing special. Um, a lot of lazy fly balls, it felt like from him. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Something else that we had talked about before too is that he just never you never really got the vibe from him that he wanted to be a cub like he was actually excited to be there and that I'm going to factor that into my grade as well so yeah C C plus I guess Yeah I may Overall, even range to just a C no plus just yeah, a C Yeah yeah some some great games from him but overall I would say it's a very forgettable experience I agree. 
Next is Tommy LaStella. I, too, give him a C. He started off great in the pinch, and then pretty much from mid-June there on out, it was just the same ground ball to the right side. Um, I really loved the way he started out, and then things just dipped, so I'm giving him a C. Yeah, I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him a B because it, you know if you look around the league at the the, the stats of other uh, you know just primary pinch hitters, I don't think you're gonna see a whole lot better than what you got from Tommy Lastella because when you're when you're only batting every so often like that, it, it I mean that's tough. You're not getting regular reps. It's it's hard to develop any sort of consistency and feel for what you're doing up there. So I'd say overall. Overall, getting 266, 340 from a pinch hitter is is pretty good. So I'll give him a B. I'll give him that he at least had some good at bats. So you know maybe C yeah. C plus range would be more fair. I just yeah, it just felt like when he went up there in the second half, he was almost an automatic out, which is yeah hasn't he, been like him the past two years. Right, he definitely dropped off towards the end there. All right, so next is Victor Caratini, and Victor Caratini. He had a lot of struggles, but there were some times where you saw some flashes of him. Guy doesn't have power, but, you know, I liked what he did behind the plate. I thought he framed really well. He got better defensively. I think he worked better with the pitching staff than I thought he would. But the bat was pretty weak through a lot of it, so he's in a C-plus range for me. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just give him a, a straight C. Um, yeah, he was nothing special at the plate. He had his moments where he was pretty good, but just uh, from an overall value standpoint, he he actually was pretty important for the Cubs, being able to to play some first base and to relieve uh, Wilson behind the dish. So it's yeah, Caratini, you know, even though nothing really stands out on paper that he did this year, he was an important part of the team. You know, he he did his part. Uh, the Cubs needed him. He did what they needed to do. Nothing flashy, like you said. Not a whole lot of power, but overall a, a dependable guy in in certain situations. Right on. Okay, so this is the one I was kind of disappointed in, and that's Ian Happ. I thought he was going to take a really big step this year, um, though. Towards the end of the year, he had some pretty dang good at bats and drew some walks and. He finished the year with a 3.53 on base, uh, only 15 home runs though, 2.33 average, OPS of 7.61, and a hell lot of strikeouts, 167. Um, so I'm going to give him a C as well. I just I I he's still young, so I'm going to give him some benefit of the doubt here. But I just thought that we were going to see a bit more improvement, and we still may if he's still on the team next year, but. You know, it wasn't what I was expecting, so I'll give him a C plus. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give him a D plus. It it really hurts because I, I was I was so on board the Ian Happ train before the season started. I really liked what I saw from him his rookie year and I was hoping to see some improvement from him in some areas, but truthfully he declined in just about every area. He walked a little more than he did last year, but his eye at the plate was, you know, there are too many times where he was just flailing up there. I mean, he, when he was, when he was not hitting well, when he was striking out, it really looked ugly, like bad, almost like he yeah, didn't belong did. there. And then the most disappointing part is the huge drop off in power, you know, 
more yeah. plate appearances than he had last year and significantly less home runs. I think we all kind of thought that Ian Happ could be a 30 home run guy. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and especially absolutely. after the first pitch of the season, we were, we were yeah. that, you know, but uh, yeah, that it was a hugely disappointing season from Ian Happ D plus. All right. Fair enough. Uh, last bench guy is David Bodie. Just short and quick. Yeah, the numbers don't look great at the end. He struggled after he was red hot. But you know what? What that guy did for us was incredible for who he was, a pretty much no name. I'm just going to give him an A for doing what he did in the small time that he had a lot of success. And that's all I'm going to leave it at. No, the, an A? That's ridiculous. Come on now. I... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna grade him based on the whole thing. It, it, overall, not overall numbers not great. Had a, a stretch there where he was really really good. Uh, provided us with some of the more memorable moments of the season. Uh, I'm just gonna give him a C. Hmm, pretty different there. I, I'm just looking at it from a perspective of I didn't know who the hell this guy was. Uh, so I'm just giving him a little benefit of the doubt there. But you know, yeah, the, the numbers aren't spectacular by any means. But okay, I mean that's that's completely fair. I was right, probably I'm, pretty loose with him. I'm I'm a little shocked. I'm a little shocked at the C grade because or at your A grade because I almost thought that my grade of C was being a little generous. I I'm probably giving him too high of a grade. I probably am. I just I look at the the few big hits that he did have, and without those, they they wouldn't have even been in the division race at the end. So okay, that's just that's the way fair. I see it. All right. Um, all right. So I'm going to get this one out of the way really quick. Addison Russell, F. I want him gone. The end. Yeah, it's it's an F. He had a, a little, maybe like a month-long stretch this season where he was hitting the ball better, and we all thought, oh, maybe he's finally coming around. But that was that. It was it was a short little stretch. It didn't last very long. Um, and then obvi- he's nothing but a distraction. Like, there's – yeah. When you he think about when I think about Addison Russell in 2018, it was almost exclusively bad news. It was either he's really struggling at the plate or he he's he's got too many defensive gaffes and then obviously the off-field stuff. So overall just a complete circus with this guy. I think it's time the Cubs just move on. I agree. Right on. Okay, next is Ben Zobrist. I got to give him an A. Yep. 305 a stuff. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to say here to me. Ben Zobrist is the easiest A uh, on the Cubs this year. Jason Hayward, 270, 335, 395. I mean, those numbers are pretty average. I mean, they're pretty average. But there was that stretch where he just looked really, really good. Yeah. Um. So... I'll give him a, I'll give him a B B minus somewhere in that range, because yeah, you know he still plays great defense, still runs the bases very well. Um, you know, overall the numbers are average, very little power, but you know at this point I take that over like his first year. Yeah, so you pretty much read my mind. I'm going to give the exact same answer to you. It's pretty much just average offensive numbers coupled with elite defense to me as a B minus. Uh, which is fine because that's like a whole two letter grades higher than what he had been doing previously, the, the, the two previous seasons. So yeah. Yep. Minus year for Jason Hayward. It was, it was improvement. 
Yep, yep, yep. Okay, Kyle Schwarber. Uh, 26 home runs, 238, 356, 467, 823. Greatly improved defense. I mean, wow, really improved defense. But I expected more long balls. I thought the OBP was – I like the OBP considering who he is. I know the batting average isn't always going to be very high. Um, I'm going to give him a BB minus here. I really expected more long balls. Um, but I did like yeah. the way he drew walks, and I like the way he played the field. And I know it sounds crazy after the whole David Bodie A thing. I know I'm probably going to sound like a complete meatball after I talked about David Bodie the way I did. But when you're just looking at perspective here, I just thought I'd see more home runs here. Yeah, I, I did too. It's you know much improved defense. That was good to see. He slimmed down a little bit. You could tell he was obviously – a hundred percent committed uh, to, to making this the best season possible. And, and unfortunately I don't think it worked out the way he wanted it to. And I don't know that, that we're ever going to see it work out all that well. I think this is probably just who Kyle Schwarber is. I think he's going to be a low average kind of guy. He's going to get some walks and he's going to hit some home runs. But uh, if he's going to be a, a valuable piece for the Cubs, he's going to hit 238 then he probably should be hitting closer to like 35, 40 home runs. So not sure. a bad, not a bad season from Kyle Schwarber, but not, not necessarily a real good one either. Just, just pretty much average across the board. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Albert Almora. This is another tricky one because, you know, he was hitting everything in the first half. He also had some Babbitt fortune in the first half, and that kind of showed in the second half because he really kind of tanked in the second half. Uh, looked good in the wild card game. I'll give him that. Um, I really like Albert Almora, and I like watching him play. Uh, but, you know, sometimes I wonder if he really does have a future here. Uh, I'm going to give him a B minus. Um, I don't know. I if think you, it's... Yeah. I, what are your thoughts? I, I, I'm giving him a B. I think people... Cubs fans get too down on Albert Almora. You know, I, I get agree. that he has he has moments where he where he's not real great at the plate, and I, I get that he's not he's not real fast either. Uh, but I mean, overall, Albert Almora, I think he's he's a good he's a good hitter. He's I think he's a slightly better than average hitter. Um, you know, he he has his moments where he looks kind of lost up there, and I think that that tends to. Uh, I think that that tends to to get in Cubs fans' heads, and they they get uh, these ideas about him that he he doesn't belong there. But he's overall he's a he's a solid defender, you know. Even though he's not a speedster, he takes really smart routes to the ball every single time. And how many times have we seen him make stellar plays out there? It, too many to count. And I don't know. I I I do think he belongs. I don't think it should be a question. Well, I like it too a lot. There's no doubt. I just want to see some more improvement at the plate first in terms of approach because it was yeah. pretty bad in the second half. But yeah, I mean, I, I like him too. Yeah, yeah. I I think that I think it's a, another season to build off of. I really do. I don't think that it was, I don't think it was a bad season by any stretch. And I love his attitude. He really is one of my favorite guys on the team. Yeah, yeah. I like him a lot too. So uh, that, moving on, because B, B minus for for Albert. There you go. Since we only have a few minutes left, we'll just try to get through these as fast as we can. Um, really quickly, we all know what he did this year. 
my A-plus position player goes to Javi. And I know there was a little bit of a rough patch towards the end, but, I mean, come on, he carried the team offensively. Yeah. Yeah. Javi, Javi had the year everybody thought Chris Bryant was going to have. So, plus for Javi. Excellent, Speaking excellent defense. Bryant, literally, literally the only thing Javi didn't really do well is just take walks. That's, that's about it. He didn't walk very much, but even, even the walks that's were not a little improved. Yeah, it's not who he is, but he hit, he hit like a champ all year, lots of power, amazing on the base paths, amazing defensively, A-plus year for Javi. Yep. Right on. So, yeah, speaking of Chris Bryant, this one's tricky. He was hurt. He came back. His shoulder was clearly not 100%. The power disappeared. Um, But, you know, before he got hurt, he was putting up pretty good numbers. Um, So as much as I want to just strike incomplete, you can't do that because he still played in 102 games. I'm just going to go on and give him a B. Because, I mean, even at the end, a 374 on base, and a 834 OPS with a complete bum shoulder through most of it and getting hit in the head. Still put, you know, if he could put that up during, you know, being hurt like that, full full on Chris Bryant, we know what it is, and it's awesome. So that's my take. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm a little more inclined to give him like a, a C plus. A uh, lot of lot of strikeouts. At, at times, he just looks completely lost at the plate, uh, and big drop off in power. I know he didn't he didn't play in nearly as many games, but it still was pretty low power numbers. And and I'm not going to bump his grade up just considering the fact that he was hurt. I'm just you know looking at everything all together. I see a C plus. Okay, fair enough. Um, Anthony Rizzo. Overall, the numbers looked like Anthony Rizzo. Uh, the home runs were a little bit down, but still 101 ribbies, a 283 average, 376 on base, 470 slugging, 846 OPS. It's pretty typical Rizzo numbers. Though he had, I just felt like there were too many streaks during the season where it just wasn't going right for him. So yeah. I don't want to give him an A, but. I think he definitely deserves a solid B, B plus yeah. in that range. Yeah, exactly. For for me, Anthony Rizzo is the, the hitter version of Kyle Hendricks this year. Where, it looking at it, it, it yeah. looks like it could be an A minus season, but it just took him too long to get to 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 peak Anthony Rizzo. So a B plus season for Rizzo. Yeah, right on. Last but not least, Wilson Contreras. He was an All Star and came into the All Star game looking really good. And then it all fell apart just badly. Yeah. And considering the expectations, considering a guy who's very passionate and I'm not trying to downgrade his passion, but you know, when you show the kind of passion he does, you kind of got to back yourself up with good numbers. And in the second half, that wasn't the case. So I don't know if he was hurt. It, it could very possibly be. I mean, he's played a lot of games. Could have been I still think he, yeah. He, yeah, and I think he could bounce back easily. Maybe Chili Davis hurt his power. I don't know. And I'm not giving up on Wilson Gutierrez, but after that second half, I got to give him like a CC minus. And they, that may sound a little harsh, but again, 
when you're the player of that caliber, when you play the way you do, you got to back yourself up with a performance. And yeah. he didn't do that in the I, second I half. Yeah, I don't think it's too harsh. That's I'm I'm pretty much around the same area. I think C minus. It's a good start to the season. Looked like it was going to be a, a solid season at the plate for Contreras, and then yeah, he was almost useless at the plate in the second half. Uh, but and then we never saw the to, power, even when he was doing good. We never saw the power. Yeah, huge drop off in power, which was really disappointing. But uh, also, you have to remember that he was still probably close to an elite defensive catcher. Uh, maybe not yeah, to the, the yeah, maybe not to the same degree as last year, but it was still very good. So you know, uh, coupling the the the, uh, the defensive stuff with a poor offensive season, I think is a C minus is fair. Yeah, and you know what? We expect big things next year. We know how much yeah. talent this kid has. We love his passion for the game, and you can, you know he he really cares about this team and. You know, I'm excited for him coming back fully healthy and fully ready to go next year. But, uh, you know, 2018, it just didn't all work out for him. But here's to the, yeah. here's to the future for Willie. Yes. I can. Well, um, we have 20 seconds left, so we're out of time. I want to thank you all for listening. We'd love to hear your feedback, what your grades are for each of these guys. So until next time, he's Adam. I'm Alex. Have a great night. We will talk to you later. Brace yourself for a beautiful smile. Grove Dental can help you achieve a beautiful, straighter smile for any occasion. At Grove Dental, we offer compassionate and comprehensive dental care in a state-of-the-art environment that tailors to your specific dental needs. With 30 dentists and specialists in four convenient offices in Bolingbrook, Downers Grove, Lombard, and Wheaton, we are Chicagoland's one-stop family dental office. Take advantage of our new patient special and examine cleaning for adults and kids just $49. Now that's something to smile about. Visit grovedental.com. Brace yourself for a beautiful smile. Grove Dental can help you achieve a beautiful, straighter smile for any occasion. At Grove Dental, we offer compassionate and comprehensive dental care in a state-of-the-art environment that tailors to your specific dental needs. With 30 dentists and specialists in four convenient offices in Bolingbrook, Downers Grove, Lombard, and Wheaton, we are Chicagoland's one-stop family dental office. Take advantage of our new patient special and examine cleaning for adults and kids just $49. Now that's something to smile about. Visit grovedental.com. Tom.